Welcome to Aim Higher, a show designed to help us realize the leadership potential inside of all of us. I'm Skip Pritchard, CEO, author, blogger, student of success, and your host. Today on Aim Higher, we have Ford Sakes. He's a Hall of Fame speaker. He's a member of the Speakers Roundtable, of which I'm on as well. He's a good friend. He's a research-based thought leader. He's started multiple businesses. He's written several books. He's known for his ideas, and he is full of ideas. I've been in meetings with Ford, and he will always have probably too many ideas, so you have to like limit him on the ideas. And he's really known for his marketing expertise, his marketing positioning, both personally, team organizations, brands. If you want to grow your business, people that really want to do that often have Ford on speed dial, as I do. So we are really glad to welcome Ford to Aim Higher. Ford, thanks for joining us. Hey, Skip. I really appreciate being here on Aim Higher. It's great. Well, Ford, your book, Superpower, A Superhero's Guide to Leadership, Business, and Life. Now, that is one ambitious title, Superpower, Superhero's Guide. So you wrote this for, I guess, the Marvel franchise first for them as superheroes? I'd like to say that, but really what came down to is over the years with all the successes and, and challenges and failures I've had, people asked me, how did I do it? What was the, what were some of the guiding principles that helped me be successful and navigate the challenges I've been through? So I've always been interested in personal growth and development. And so like anybody in personal growth and development, you end up learning from the masters, you know, from hundreds of years ago, all the way up to present day, and you formulate your own ideas. So the book was a compilation of the things that have helped me with my unique story and journey, but also foundational things related to business leadership and life. Because I think in the in society, there's so many people right now that are conditioned to be victims or to blame everybody else. And this is about how do you take personal accountability for your own success? You are speaking my language, as you know, and you were even speaking my language in the very beginning when you said that you started off finding cassette tapes that changed your life. Right. And I also was listening to people may not know what a cassette tape is. They can Google what that is. Yeah. But listening to those early speakers and those early voices set me on a different path and clearly did you as well. Well, in your book, you define a superpower. I'm going to read what you say. You say a superpower because it's surprising to me. You know, most people think superpower. They think I can leap tall buildings and scale the walls, et cetera. But you simplify it in a way that makes it practical, approachable, in a way that everybody can attain and find a superpower. It says that a superpower is the ability ability to expand your critical thinking skills, take action, and produce the results you desire in your life. And I really like that because it means it's attainable for all of us to expand our critical thinking skills, to take action, to produce results. Would you just expand on that and how you landed on that as the definition of superpower? Certainly. Well, no matter where anybody is in the growth of their career, their business, their life, their relationships, there's this gap between where they are now and where they want to go. And everybody, Skip, always thinks that that gap is unique to them. So they say, well, you know, this is why I have this challenge and this is the gap. 
And what I have found in working with literally, you know, I've had 17 businesses. My largest business had 140 employees, which is not as many as like what you had in your past with the thousands of people that you've worked with. But I found that there were people that needed to improve whatever it is they were trying to improve, whether it was their personal or professional lives. And so I thought, okay, everybody has superpowers. It's just at different levels. And they can learn how to improve their superpowers or their their unique abilities by changing their beliefs, right? Because the beliefs change the behaviors, the behaviors change the actions, the actions change your results. And so when you recondition that pattern, then you start to develop those superpowers. So really it starts with your critical thinking and then it talks with your behavior and actions and then you'll get different results. And we know it's a, it's a personal growth spiral, right? We've, we've heard this from other experts over the years. You know, you change your thinking, you change your results. And so the book is supposed to be a catalyst for that to help guide people at all levels, whether they just graduated high school or college or whether they're a top executive of a Fortune 100 company, it's applicable to have in your success library. It really is. And it begs the question. I think some people may, you know, say, well, I'm not a superhero. I don't have superpowers. I'm not like you. You do this and that and the other. And it's just little old me and that kind of thing. So how do you help somebody change their mindset? And how do you help somebody identify what their strengths are or, you know, what their superpowers are if they're just thinking, I'm just a plain person? I think everybody's just a plain purpose. It's all perspective. And I think that the first place to start is to take a mental inventory of where you are now. And really, where are you financially, physically, emotionally, spiritually, with your family and relationships? Where do you feel you are right now? If you had a circle and you drew a circle and you drew it into little pie slices and you put each word in a little pie slice and you rated yourself from the center being you're very low to the outside being you're, you're very efficient in that. Like for me, if it was business, it would be marketing. I'd be a hundred, you know, whatever the, the range is. You first have to know where you are now. Second, you have to create a vision of where you want to go. And it really is that simple. It really is taking responsibility for that vision because if you don't have one, you become a victim to everybody else's vision. And so it's taking that honest approach to really look at whether you do a dream board or a vision board or a prosperity map or whatever tactic that you feel is best for you. But you've got to have a clear vision and write it out. What do you really want? And I think that that's where the first start is, is that people don't know really what they want. They've been conditioned to think things a certain way over years and years and patterns and conditioning. So know where you are now, create a clear vision of where you want to go, and then you have to decide how to get there. And what I found in all the years on the planet is that that gap always comes down to one of three things, mindset, strategies, or tactics. If you don't have the mindset, then all the, you can give all the steps in the world for setting goals and reaching, but if the mindset's blocking you, you got to start with the mindset. You got to have the mindset dialed in first, Skip. And then from there, then you can look at strategies and then it goes down to tactics. So those three components, knowing where you are now, creating a vision for the future, and then realizing that the things that are going to get you there are you have to have that mindset and work on your beliefs and get get help. I mean, I'm not saying it's just from my book. There's no shortage of answers right now that you can find online, especially with chat GPT and AI and machine learning right now. I mean, there's no excuses. You can get answers, but people don't want answers. They want behavior change. Lots to unpack there. I just want to stop on one thing. You know, what do you want? And I think that during this whole pandemic and post-pandemic period, people are struggling to determine 
maybe they never knew what they wanted, or even if they do know what they want, that seems to be shifting. That seems to be changing in terms of what it was. What was my North Star? Are you noticing that? Yeah. I mean, right now, there's so many different generational differences. You know, you have Gen Z, Gen X, Gen Y, traditionalists, boomers, millennials, and now they're restarting over with Gen A, right? So they're they're going all over the alphabet again, back to Gen A. And all that really means is that your generations and the way people believe are what was happening in your life at that time. And so if you're really going to unpack that, the world is changing at lightning speed as this episode is live right now on your channels. You know, the AI and AI different things have are going to disrupt our relationships. It's going to disrupt just about everything that's on the planet. And I think that what's going to happen is it's going to disrupt marriages. It's going to disrupt relationships. It's going to disrupt communication. Certain jobs are going to be displaced. And then we've got the whole challenge right now going on in the political arena and the economy and all these other things. But ultimately, my belief is you've got to take personal accountability for your own success. It starts there. And so what we want will change as we get more information. So the action step to me is you've got to have a success library. You've got to be a continual learner. You have to be willing to challenge your beliefs. And Skip, for me, the pattern that runs through my brain is if I have a belief that isn't serving me, well, then it's time to get a new belief. And the second part of that that I use is if you're asking the wrong question, then the answer doesn't matter. So many people go through their lives and they're asking the wrong question and they're, they're getting an answer, but they're asking the wrong question. And so, you know, the point isn't for to follow a guru or somebody who tells you what to do. It's more as a catalyst to say, okay, I'm going to challenge. I'm going to be better every day. I mean, one of the things when we first met and you were in speakers Roundtable, you read everybody's book. And I don't mean like most people scan the first chapter. I mean, you really got to know the 20 members in the speakers Roundtable. And you knew a lot about them because you'd read their books and you, because that's what you are. So I'm going to flip it back on you. What was it about you that made you an insatiable curiosity to read as much as you read? Because you really are, I mean, you really read a lot. What is it about you that makes you thirst for knowledge? Insomnia is number one, <laughs> I think, okay. plays a role. I don't really know. I've just always had that drive to learn. And the book of mistakes was me watching a lot of people who had messed up their life and learned. So I was listening to very positive cassette tapes and voices like Earl Nightingale and Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and people like that and started working in some of those conferences and surrounded by that. But also in a home where we're taking people in who were troubled, who were abused, who were homeless at times, victims. And I would find often I would learn more interviewing this guy I know named Dale, who had just gotten an apartment, and I was bringing him Thanksgiving dinner. And we had this amazing conversation about how he screwed up his life and why. So I just had this real key observation early on of, you know, we can learn from other people what made them do well or not well. I, I worked at a restaurant and we would cater for this amazingly successful business family. And I would watch how they built this business and this amazing success. And it was incredible. But then you'd go back to the restaurant and you go to the bar and you see the drunk at the end of the bar who everybody loved and is there every night drunk. And just this juxtaposition. And I thought, 
I could learn from both people because they have wisdom to share what to do, what not to do. How did I get to where I am? And so I found that to be an amazing insight into life. So I just take it all in because I recognize my own limitations. I'm, I'm much smarter if I rely on your smart. So I know I can speed dial and call you and tap into a wealth of knowledge that I just don't have. And I cultivate that because it is not my superpower, it's yours. But most people are willing to lend you a little bit of their superpower if you ask for it. Maybe not for free, you want to provide value, but people will people will inspire you, and certainly in books, like a book for what the cost of a for the cost of this book, superpower, you can literally change your next week, which will change your month and your year and change your business results. Are you kidding? And yet people are not willing to put out the whatever dollar amount it, and inflation, maybe it's a hundred dollars by today. I don't know. Prices keep going up fast, but on Amazon, 20 bucks yeah. or something. You know, books are not expensive, expensive, right? Books are not, yeah. books are not expensive. And you can also go to a library if you don't have that $20 or you want to check it out and then right. see, wait a minute, I do want to put this in my personal library. Ford, I want to ask you this because this book is filled with such great advice for individuals. And yet, when I think of you, I think of you as a corporate mentor, as a branding, marketing, positioning, strategy, you know, sort of on a corporate scale. So I'm curious about organizations and do organizations have superpowers and how do you help a leadership team uncover its superpower at a bigger level than just the individuals? Well, thank you. And just so we, the listeners know, these were not pre-set up questions to softball and answer everybody. This is Skip and I, you know, he said, hey, let's get on the call and have a conversation. So just for a little disclaimer. Oh, and the second disclaimer, just if you were listening and taking notes, a superpower is not a cure for insomnia. So if you can't sleep, <laughs> it doesn't mean read superpower because it's going to put you to sleep. Okay. So let's go back to the question on the organization and what does it do? Well, you know, I'm brought in to organizations as a strategic thinker to sit in their boardrooms or sit in their think tanks and have full day strategy or multi-day strategy sessions with organizations that are trying to accelerate their growth. And they want four things. They want to expand their influence. They want to build their lists. They want to capture leads and they want to increase new and repeat sales. I mean, it's business 101, right? They just want to grow and they, they have to do that by expanding their reach and so forth. Can I stop for a so second? I, yeah, you know, go, ahead, go ahead. Even when you say four things... And you rattle them off and you say it in such a tone that is, you know how it is. And there's one, two, three, four. The <laughs> simplicity of defining it that way and what each one of those four and then what that means is actually extremely valuable. I just point that out because that type of thinking also is in the book where it seems really obvious after you read it. It might not be obvious if you're in it. Wait a minute. We missed. We didn't really do that. We skipped that. So I just I just want to point out to the listeners that that is part of the magic of having a system and having it lined out in the way that you do it. And I appreciate that because it's, it goes back to the clarity piece. So when I'm brought in, we get clarity around what they want. And so often they're trying to make it more complicated. They're trying to use the bleeding edge or cutting edge new technology, which I totally believe that there are advantages and disadvantages to you know, leveraging technology. I'm a digital marketer, so I obviously leverage technology. But what I found was that they had a mindset problem. And so the reason, going back to the, the question was how do organizations 
create their own superpowers. What I determined that the organizations that had the most success, the ones that had the biggest breakthroughs, the ones that had exponential dynamic growth understood that it started with mindset. And so the book, even though I've written books on marketing and I've got a new book called Accelerate for Marketing is for Franchises, I learned that, that if they don't address that mindset piece first, all the strategies and tactics would. So even though I'm known for strategies and tactics and I'm the guy that solves the problems and connects the dots and gets more high value customers and improves their value proposition and increases traffic and blah, 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 all those different things for marketing, I discovered that my high-end consulting clients and my organizations I worked with, I had to start with mindset first. And so the book was a way to introduce them to their own superpowers to develop them individually first, then from the leadership and then from the staff. So I wanted a book that would be applicable for anybody at any level that would give them practical insights and a guide and do it in a fun way. So, I mean, the reason it's called superpowers, I, it's not all about superheroes and, you know, Marvel or, or the other franchises of, you know, heroes. It's to realize that we're all heroes in our own way. I mean, the mother that takes care of their kid. I mean, I grew up in foster care and bounced around from houses. I was on my own at 12 years old and, and no parenting past 12. And the parenting I got before 12 was, was not what I would call parenting. So the key here is I had to learn and take personal accountability. And back in the day, what turned it around for me was that cassette program called The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale which obviously was not, so people have said, well, Earl's was not his story. Don't, don't get caught up in the semantics, everybody. The point was, if you change your beliefs, if you get some new beliefs, which is what books like Superpower do, then it helps give you a new perspective. And if you actually do it more than one day, you can't just read a book one day and think you're fixed. It's an ongoing personal, you have to apply what you've learned and practice it so it becomes a habit. Then you will make changes. I mean, over the years, Skip, I had a lot of turnover in my organizations and I kept on wondering why is the heck do I have all this turnover and it's hard to find employees and right now staffing is a huge issue for organizations of all sizes, finding people, attracting people, engaging them and retaining them. And when I was in my mastermind group, you know, this was probably 20 years ago, they said, uh, hey Ford, I can fix your problem. And I said, well, I don't understand, you know, I can't find good people. And they said, who's always at the scene of the crime? What's the one common denominator in all your turnover? And it was me. And so I had, to, I had to learn leadership. And I was like, leadership? I don't want leadership. I want accountability. I just want them to do what I want them to do. And what I learned was, people say it starts at the top, starts at the bottom. I really do believe it starts at the top because if you're the leader in your organization and you're having dysfunction or a toxic culture, it's probably your leadership first. And then you have to get quality people and then you have to, you know, create the environment that allows them to create a culture, maintain a culture and drive a culture. So I had to learn a whole new side of my business, Skip. And, and for me in marketing was where I always focused, which was business growth. How do you market? How do you, how do you connect the value proposition to the target prospect? What I learned was that organizations today don't know the difference between leadership, team building, management, accountability, culture, and change. And so, you know, I know that's a lot to unpack and I'm talking fast and I'll slow down, but I really believe that no matter where you are, the first thing you do is you do have to take an inventory. If you're not living where you want, living the way you want, 
experiencing the types of things you want, how much time do we think we have left? And at what point are you going to finally make a change? And full disclaimer for those listeners, this is for educational and informational purposes only. We are not giving you legal advice. We are not telling you to quit your jobs, but it is important that you ask yourself, if you're not where you want to be, you have to take personal accountability to change it. Well said. And I think we've been through this period, still in it perhaps, people are dubbing the great resignation for those very reasons. Right. And of course, now some people that have taken those jumps realize they shouldn't have, they were ill-prepared, they hadn't thought it through, et cetera. So doing all of the steps that you recommend are important, not just, it's great to jump, but don't jump without your plans. And that's clear in your, in all of your work. Well, you mentioned, you know, before you mentioned change your thinking, change your results, and then you kind of dropped in this idea of a mastermind. In your book, you also have this section on mentorship. And I just want to stop there for a second because those words are thrown around. Some people are very familiar with them and have them, et cetera. Others have no idea what you're talking about. Unpack that for us, mentorship and why it's important or what's a mastermind and why that's important. What's that all about? So you can either learn from your own experience or other people's experience. And it's a lot more costly to fumble your way on your own. So the purpose of a mastermind group is to identify key individuals that are critical thinkers. You know, it could be two people all the way up to eight, probably not more than that, that you meet on a regular basis and you identify in each other's where they wanna go. And then you identify what might be helping them you're not there to solve the problem. You're there to, to ask the right questions to help the individual solve the problem. So for example, I'm an EO member, Entrepreneurs Organization. Now that's a professional organization that's designed to help. There's organizations like Vistage and BNI and you know YPO. And these are things you can Google later and you can look them up. But then there are our mentor mind groups that it's like you, you and I, Skip, that would get together you know, once a quarter, we're going to jump on Zoom and I'm going to share what my top challenges are. You're going to share what your top challenges are. And then we're going to unpack it and see if we can't give some resources or guides to help get there. And so it's more than just listening. It's not a therapy session. It's there to surround yourself with critical thinkers. And critical thinkers mean that I keep throwing that term around. It means you have a belief, but you're willing to question it. Not that you're just jumping ship and you're not willy nilly and you're not clear on where you want to go but you're willing to evaluate, is this belief serving me? You know, I mean, there's a lot of beliefs that people have about social media that will just do something really, really tame here that's non-threatening. Some people think that YouTube doesn't work or TikTok or Facebook or LinkedIn or, you know, Snapchat or the new one that's gonna come out tomorrow. They all work if they're used. But if you come into the situation and you feel like it won't work, you've cut yourself off before you've even started. So a mentor and a mastermind group, whether it's a professional one that you join and it's facilitated or one that you set up with other people. But the key there, Skip, is to make sure that you don't have any toxic people in the group. Because if you're just creating a mastermind with people that are gonna blow smoke up your butt, you're not gonna have any growth. So I always want, whenever I'm in any group, like Speakers Roundtable or EO, I want to surround myself with people that are smarter than me. I mean, in certain areas, right? There's all different types of intelligence, but I want to be able to have someone that's going to challenge my thinking and say, well, have you thought about it this way? You know, and have you thought about it this way? So for me, masterminds are extremely valuable. I'm in several for different reasons. I've got relationship masterminds. I've got 
I'm a gravel cyclist. I used to be a pro cyclist uh, in categories in, in cycling and road biking. There's five different categories. I was a cat three with points to be a cat two. People like Greg LeMond and Lance Armstrong were point were, were, were ones. So I was, you know, close, but I wasn't that dedicated to go to the ones. But my point is now that I'm in my sixties, I still cycle, you know, I still ride my bike. Well, I have masterminds for those. I have a guy that rides a hundred miles a week, dedicated every week. And you know, he's six, three and 138 pounds. I don't want to be that, that low, but you know, I know how he eats. I know how he thinks and I know what it takes to, to do that. So you can surround yourself by mentors, whether they are in person that you get to talk to, or like when I wrote in superpower, you can surround yourself with people that have passed on, but are great thinkers. And you can read their books, you can listen to their audio programs, you can watch them on YouTube. There might be someone that you're watching on, on YouTube that becomes a mentor, even though you're not really talking to that person, you're using them. So like, for example, I, I listen to Joe Dispenza and it's, it's on neuroscience and it's way above my head. Most of the stuff I don't understand, but I'm able to listen to how somebody else thinks and how they process. So I'll listen on the way to work or right now I'm listening to one that's politically charged. I don't want to, this is not political at all, but I'm listening to the perspectives of Peter Zehan. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but, and for those listeners, it doesn't mean I agree or disagree. It's just a perspective, but it's interesting to hear a perspective of, so the outcome isn't who to follow. The outcome is if you're not where you want to be, there's an expert or an authority that you can use. The key is to be careful what Kool-Aid you drink and to not just drink it without questioning. Does this make sense? Is this going to make me a better person? Is this good for me? And is it good for others? So that's the litmus. I'll toss the mic back to you. I look at if I'm going to do something, yeah, I want it to be good for me. But if it's good for me and it hurts others, well, then it's not good. So I like to have behavior that filters it through. If it's good for me and it's good for others, then it's most likely going to be good. I really like the way you unpack that. And in particular, I think sometimes people surround themselves with cheerleaders and they're looking for cheerleaders. And of course, we all need cheerleaders. We need people to believe in us and give us positivity. But more difficult to find and more important are the challengers, are the critical thinkers as that you just outlined that will not only celebrate your success, but if you are well, even if you're successful but can do better, will not hesitate to tell you how or to jump in if you're going down the wrong path to say you better turn around. And that kind of a, a mentorship and mastermind group is invaluable. Yeah, you need them to call just, you on your crap, basically. Yeah, exactly. Not just nod and smile right, and say, right. how fabulous, because that won't do anything for anybody. So that is great. As we end here, Ford, I would just like for you to tell listeners if they want to know more about you, your resources, where do they go? Certainly. Well, you can go to ProfitRichResults.com and that's my thought leader and keynote speaking site that I have resources on you know, growth and success. Or they can check out Prime Concepts, which is my agency. But really what anybody can do is connect with me on LinkedIn. So my last name is spelled S-A-E-K-S. If you just type in Ford, F-O-R-D, like the car, and the last name, and I'm sure it'll be in the show notes or in the description or in your icon. You can see how you spell my name, S-A-E-K-S. But just connect with me on LinkedIn. Let me know what you thought. Do you agree? Do you disagree? I mean, I'm a critical thinker. Did you like this episode? Then let me know. Is there a, a challenge or a favorite book that you have? 
let me know in the description. And of course, they can always get Superpower on Amazon or their favorite bookstore. Excellent. Well, thank you, Ford. I know that you've challenged everybody listening to think differently, think about where they are, where they want to go. And again, in the book, Superpower, there's a great roadmap for you to do that. And you actually outline through each of the areas that you mentioned from social, emotional, physical, all the different aspects. So I think I think it's a great resource. So thank you for joining us. And for everyone who is listening, this is what it is all about when you want to aim higher. Thanks for listening to Aim Higher with Skip Pritchard. Check out skippritchard.com for more episodes, interviews, book reviews, and leadership insights. Until next time, remember, don't settle for the mediocre. Always aim higher. Aim higher.